Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Laura Ziegler. Today is Friday, April 29th. Coming up, since Russia launched the invasion of Ukraine, Russians living in Kansas City have been on edge. Concerned if they speak out against the war, there may be backlash from the Kremlin. And if they don't, there could be harassment here at home. They're even afraid sometimes to admit that they are from Russia because they're not quite sure what's going to bring to their life afterwards. A story about how Russians in Kansas City are experiencing the war in Ukraine. And later, after 50 years in show business, musician Lonnie McFadden opens his own Kansas City nightclub to call home. But first, some headlines. It was a busy day in both Topeka and Jefferson City on Thursday. The Missouri House okayed two bills barring transgender students from sports. As St. Louis Public Radio Sarah Kellogg reports, one bill focuses on transgender girls, the other transgender students in general. The bills which lawmakers pass mostly on party lines with Democrats opposing bar transgender students from participating in sports that align with their gender identity. While one bill allows school districts to hold referendums to ban trans girls from participating in girls' sports, another bill would bar any transgender athlete from participating in sports with peers that are not the same sex listed on their birth certificate. Lawmakers passed that bill by a vote of 95 to 46. Democratic Representative Ian Mackey quoted author James Baldwin, saying this issue for him is not debatable. He said we can agree to disagree unless the disagreement is rooted in my oppression, unless it's rooted in the right to exist. And that's what this legislation does is it erases these children. The bills now go to the Missouri Senate. And in Topeka, lawmakers failed Thursday to override a veto of a bill that would ban transgender athletes from girls' and women's sports. Democratic Governor Laura Kelly vetoed the bill earlier this month, saying it was harmful to students and reflected an attitude that drives businesses away from the state. The legislature also failed Thursday to override the governor's veto of a so-called Parents' Bill of Rights. Suzanne Perez of the Kansas News Service has that story. House Republicans fell short of the two-thirds majority needed for an override of a bill that would have given parents easier access to teaching materials and more control over what's taught in their local public schools. Democratic Representative Valdinia Wynn opposed the bill. She says the proposal is part of a culture war that's spreading misconceptions about what goes on in classrooms. That children are being brainwashed and there are these, these nefarious things going on in schools. It's not happening. Supporters say some Kansas parents have been kicked out of school board meetings or denied access to teaching or training materials. Since Russia launched its invasion of Ukraine in late February, many Americans have taken a public stand against Russia. Stores have removed Russian vodka from their shelves. Diners have stopped patronizing Russian restaurants. And venues have canceled concerts by Russian performers. As KCUR's Eleanor Nash reports, the shift has some Russians in the Kansas City area living on edge. When Jane Romanova Renchers' three kids were in elementary school a few years ago, she was surprised by what they told her one day after class. They were coming home saying, I don't want to speak Russian. And I said, why? It's, you know, it's your heritage. This was in 2019, before the current invasion of Ukraine. Romanova Rencher immigrated from Kazan, Russia in 2005 with her American husband. She still has family in Russia, some of whom don't speak English. 
Even before the current war, her kids said that their classmates didn't like that they were Russian. The incident took Romanova Rencher aback. You know, this is my heritage, and I'm not ashamed of it. And I was born there, and um, I love my traditions, I love my culture, and my kids are not accepting it. Romanova Rencher, who founded the Russian Heritage Society in Shawnee, says she found a different school for her children because the school administration didn't take action after the incident. Romanova Rencher says harassment of kids of Russian origin has only intensified over the last few months. Through her work, she's already heard of kids being teased at school and told to go back home. She's even seen incidents of harassment in Kansas City. Tutors have lost students because of their Russian nationality. A decrease in flights to Russia makes it expensive to visit sick relatives. She says people are stressed and scared. They're even afraid sometimes to admit that they are from Russia because they're not quite sure what it's going to bring to their life afterwards. Romanova Rencher says she was shocked by the recent editorial in the Kansas City Star, which called for the cancellation of a concert by a Russian pianist unless he strongly denounced the war. It doesn't look like it's America anymore. Because they claim that they don't discriminate against the nationality, but what is this if they mention a Russian-born pianist? The Kremlin paints these actions against Russians abroad as evidence that Russia is an innocent victim of the West. This justifies the invasion by recasting it as defense. Laura Gilman is the director of Older Adult Services at Jewish Family Services, an agency that works with Russian-speaking individuals. She says many Russian-Americans can't share their thoughts about the conflict because they want to be able to visit family members back home. Even thousands of miles from Russia, they can't speak freely about the war for fear of repercussions. For people from Russia who have family there, there's a real anxiety about not being able to have access to Russia, to their Russian passports, if they say something. And then there's guilt for not saying something. On top of that stress, Gilman says people are worried about their friendships in the Kansas City area as Russia continues to escalate the war. There are Russian people who live here who have very close relationships with people from Ukraine. Being on different sides of this conflict is causing stress in friendships. Still, while Jane Romanova Rencher says she hears stories of anti-Russian incidents, she personally hasn't encountered any negativity in the last two months. In fact, she's felt supported by her friends. I've been very, very fortunate, and I'm surrounded by many smart and intelligent people, and they don't hold anything against me. The same has been true for Mike, who lives in Overland Park. Mike asks that we only use his first name for fear of retaliation. He moved from Russia to the Kansas City area when he was a teenager and has relatives in both Ukraine and Russia. Mike says his American friends differentiate between the Russian government and Russian civilians. Some people have called me and they said, how are you doing? How is your family doing over there? Even with all that support, Mike says he's been sad. He's sad to see two countries with linguistic, historical, and cultural ties at war. He has a hard time seeing the tragic and depressing scenes on TV. I really don't like watching the news anymore. Jane Romanova Rencher agrees. She just wants the war to be over. No, I just hope that we can come back to some peaceful time all together and can be uh, a community of supporting people again. For KCOR 89.3, I'm Eleanor Nash. Kansas City trumpeter and tap dancer Lonnie McFadden has headlined in nightclubs around the world, 
but he never had a club of his own. But in the middle of the pandemic, with help from the staff at the Ambassador Hotel, he opened his very own Lonnie's Reno Club. KCUR's Julie Denishay checks in on how it's going. It's Saturday night at Lonnie's Reno Club in the Ambassador Hotel, where the old-school nightclub is packed with diners. Black and white photos of Charlie Parker and other Kansas City jazz legends line the walls. Just backstage, Lonnie McFadden is with Mater D, Joshua Carl, Judy. Birthday, Larry birthday. They're running well, through the long list of anniversaries and birthdays McFadden plans to announce on stage during his show. And Sarah is having her 42nd birthday. She's in the Judy says people held off marking personal milestones during the pandemic. Now celebrating is more important than ever. For a lot of people, they haven't been out in a long time. They needed to have music. They needed to have that chance to celebrate. If it's a special occasion, Lonnie acknowledges it. And I, I want to say, oh my God, happy 41 years of marriage. Happy anniversary to Lavelle and Morton. At 66, McFadden is celebrating a milestone himself. It's his 50th year in show business. Opening his own club was a way to honor Kansas City's musical history. McFadden named the club after the original Reno Club. It's where Count Basie forged the Count Basie Orchestra in 1935, and it's where early radio broadcasts introduced Kansas City jazz to the world. I'm glad that I get a chance to tell the story about Basie and Hot Lips Page, Mary Lou Williams, the Chocolate Drops, Charlie Parker, so many great musicians and so many great things that have happened here in the history of jazz, and I like telling the story. McFadden grew up just blocks away from 18th and Vine. His father, tap dancer Jimmy McFadden, known as Pops, toured with Louis Armstrong, Charlie Parker, and Count Basie. I've always been proud of the DNA, the whatever it is that we have here that makes our swing different. It's soulful, it's bluesy, oh, it's, it's just great to me. When McFadden's regular gigs were canceled in 2020, he started a weekly live stream concert. Soon he was approached by staff at the Ambassador Hotel to perform on weekends, outside at first. McFadden says he jumped at the chance. He says his need to perform outweighs his fear of COVID. Just to play for people and they're laughing and smiling and clapping and dancing and, oh man, it's, it's just a great time. Around town, McFadden's known for his infectious, high-energy shows. Sandy Miller's in the front row with her husband, Leo. They're here to celebrate 39 years of marriage. It's wonderful. I would describe it as awesome and just reliving history of Kansas City. He's a Michael Jordan of jazz. That's Cindy Busjager. I used to watch him at the Phoenix back in high school. I would say that's 20 years ago. Super proud that he's at the Ambassador Hotel and, I mean, goosebumps. You can't leave this club without having goosebumps. McFadden says he's noticed audiences have a different vibe now that the COVID situation's improved. Every week, I can feel the energy. And I don't know if there's something that's going on all over. I hope it is. But I know here, the electricity is palpable. And after years of performing on a different stage every night, McFadden says it's nice 
to have a place to call his own. I know everybody here. I know all the cleaning ladies. I know all the cooks. I'm part of the Ambassador Hotel. These are my people. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I've never been a part of anything. And now I'm at home. <laughs> For KCUR 89.3, I'm Julie Denishe. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Laura Ziegler. This podcast is produced by Byron Love and Trevor Grandin and edited this week by C.J. Janovey. For more local news and a live stream from Kansas City's NPR station, visit kcur.org. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. This year marks the 100th birthday of an iconic Kansas City shopping destination. Do you say plaza or plaza? (laughs) I say plaza. I say the plaza. How do you say it? I say plaza. I'm from here. However you say it, we've got the story of how the Country Club Plaza came to be on a brand new episode of A People's History of Kansas City. 